This is Erin Bubb, and you are listening to The Shine Podcast. We exist to help ignite, love, and empower women to become everything that they were created to be. Only then can we go out and really shine as our brightest self to impact the kingdom of God. Identity. Identity. That is a very powerful word. And that is what I want to talk to you guys about today is our identity, our identity in Christ, who we are. And here is my biggest question for you. Do you know who you are? Do you know whose you are? Do you know what you stand for? Do you know what you believe in? All of this comes from knowing your identity. I actually had a house full of almost 30 teenage kids in my house last week from the ages 12 to 14. And we had an amazing talk on identity and gave them tools and tactics to know who they are, where they're founded, their foundation for them to build their lives on. And as I was doing this conversation with these teenage kids, I thought about it and I'm like, how many adults need to hear this exact same thing? So that's why I decided this week on the podcast that I was going to come on and share the exact same message with you that I spoke life into these teenagers last week. Because if you don't know who you are, I guarantee you the world will try and tell you who they want you to be. I have been looking out into this world over these last couple years, and something that is so clear to me right now is that confusion is the enemy's biggest tactic right now. Confusion is what the enemy is using right now to attack our children and our society as a whole. So it's very important to me that if you do not know exactly who you are, the enemy is going to come in and try and tell you who he wants you to be or who the world thinks you should be. The Bible says the devil is like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. He is out there. He is on the prowl and he is looking for somebody to devour. And the people that he is devouring the most right now are the people that are confused about who they are. So I want to talk about that today, and I want to talk about identity. Do you know who you are? As Christians, we have to, have to, and this is so important, discern the difference between the lies and the truth. There are so many lies out there in the world right now. There are so many opinions and thoughts out in the world right now. If you do not know how to discern the lies from the truth, This is where confusion will be your worst enemy and the enemy will devour you. So how do we know lies versus truth? What does God's word say about it? What does God's word say about the thing that you are confused about? If there is something in your life that you're confused about, whether it's identity or sex or who you are, or where you stand, or what you believe in, go to the Word of God to discern the lies from the truth. The Bible has answers for 
anything that you are looking for. And you have to learn to decipher those lies versus the truth. The other thing that the enemy will do is he will use those lies to make you question who you are. He will use those lies to make you question the goodness of God. And we have to learn how to trust God versus the lies that the enemy is constantly speaking to us, through us, whether it's our children or ourselves as adults. There are so many lies that we can believe as people. And if you do not know how who you are and you do not know how to stand firm in your identity, I don't want to see you get devoured by the enemy. So please, please lean into the truth. Lean into the word of God. Find the answers to the questions that you may be confused about. And I think this is just for anybody out there listening right now. Do not let the enemy use confusion to devour you and to attack you. The other thing I talked to this room full of teenagers about, and I want to speak over your life today too, is knowing who you are and building your life on a firm foundation. We talked about that we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. We're human. Every single one of us on this earth is human. We all have gifts from God. We all have strengths and abilities, and we all have weaknesses. Something that I tell women all the time, and I, I help them to build their life on this, is you have to start working from your strengths. We all have weaknesses. We cannot let our weaknesses hold us down and keep us from becoming who we are. We have to lean into our strengths and the giftings that God has given us and build our life on that. We have to put Christ as our firm foundation, the rock on which we build our house. And that house is our life, our identity. We are the house that holds the Holy Spirit. We house the Holy Spirit. We are a temple of God in our bodies. So we have to build our house and our life on the firm foundation, the rock that is Jesus Christ, and then build our lives according to that. So what that is my first question. Is your house firmly built on firm foundation, the truth of Jesus Christ? If your house is not built on firm foundation, the minute a storm comes, the minute the wind blows, the minute it gets shaky out in the world, your house, your temple, your identity will crumble in the midst of a storm. But when your house is built on a firm foundation and your life is built on Jesus Christ, the storm can come, the wind can come, the lies can come, the enemy can come and try and take you out and you will be an immovable force. Do you know who you are? Do you know what you believe in? Do you know where you stand? Once you have your firm foundation laid, then you start building your life on top of that. That is where your strengths come in. Going back to strengths and weaknesses, we all have them. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. I want you to start figuring out what your strengths are, releasing your weaknesses. Give those back to God. He gave you those weaknesses for a reason. And I'm going to talk about that in just a second. He gave you those weaknesses for a reason. Give those weaknesses back to God. Figure out what your strengths are and on that firm foundation of the truth of Jesus Christ, start using your strengths and your abilities to build your life. 
you will be immovable. When I tell you to give your weaknesses to God, I want to tell you a story. I actually heard this one time. I thought it was so cool. We're going to talk about Batman for a second, okay? Batman, if you do not know the story, Batman, his weakness was he was afraid of bats. That is how he got his name. Batman's weakness as a little kid was that he was afraid of bats. And the reason his parents were killed is because he ran out of a movie theater running from bats in the building. And when he ran out, his parents went chasing after him and they were killed and murdered. So the thing that he was afraid of, his weakness, the thing that the enemy was trying to use to take him out, he turned around and used that weakness for good and devoted his life and became Batman. And he used the weakness, the one thing that the enemy tried to destroy him with, he used that weakness and he used it as an identity piece to be the thing that helped save other people. So his weakness actually turned out to be his biggest blessing and the thing that he used to help others. And I will speak this from my own personal experience. My personal weakness has been the very thing that put in the hands of a mighty God has been used to turn around and help many, many women in ministry. Our weaknesses are not bad things. God can take our weaknesses and our flaws and our mistakes and our failures and put in the hands of an almighty God can be used to, to be ministry. To Our tests can be our testimony. We can minister to people and save many lives if we're willing to share our our weaknesses. Weaknesses are not bad things. We just have to give them to God. But when you build your life on your strengths and give God your weaknesses, your identity becomes solid and secure in him. You are immovable. Another thing that I want to talk about that I shared with these kids, and I think so many of us need to hear it, is your identity. Are you working from your identity, or are you looking to the world for your identity? Let me say that one more time. Are you working from your identity, or are you searching for your identity? Because I can tell you this, if you are searching for your identity in the world, you are going to constantly be let down. The world is never going to be able to give you what you are looking for in this world. Are you holding true to your identity based on God's loves, love, or likes from the world. If you are trying to build your identity and find your worth in likes and accolades of the world, you are constantly going to be left empty. You are going to be constantly left with the bare minimum. I, when I spoke to these kids last week, I had a 15 year old girl come in and help me speak. And I can tell you guys, this girl had a gift. She was amazing. And one thing she told me was, I know I'm young, but I have a lot to share. And I looked at her and I said, don't ever believe that just because you're young, that God can't use you. God can use you. Do not ever let your age or your ability or the things that you're lacking keep you from doing amazing thing that God wants you to do. This 15-year-old girl spoke so much life and she used this analogy and I want to share it with you guys because it even blew my mind. 
what she did is she had this cup and she had a, a dropper, like a medicine dropper. And she went and had water and she was asking these kids, pretend this dropper is compliments of the world, social media likes, friendship, coaches, whatever it is. This dropper are things of the world. And every time you get a like, every time you get a compliment, every time you get a a reward from the world, it's like putting a drop from this droplet in your cup. How long will it take you with a droplet, drop by drop by drop, to fill your cup with likes from the world? And as she was speaking this to these kids, on the other side, she had this this bucket full of water. And what she said, she goes, this is the well of Jesus Christ, the living water that is always full and sitting there waiting. And she took this plastic cup and she walked over and in seconds filled this cup to the brim. And she said, this is the love of Jesus Christ. This is exactly how it is when you get the love of Jesus Christ versus searching from likes from the world. In seconds, Jesus can fill your cup to the brim. In seconds, Jesus can give you everything that you've ever been looking for, everything that you've wanted, your worth, your identity, who you are. He can just fill your cup and your life so full in a second. But how many of us can honestly say that we are walking through this world with a dropper, looking for likes? and and appreciation, and love, and acceptance from a world when those things should be coming from God and God alone. When you are a Christ follower, and you know where your identity comes from, you know who you are and whose you are, you work for an audience of one. It does not matter what anybody else says. It does not matter what anybody else thinks. When you have God's love, and you know that you are a child of God, you do not need anything else. There is no more room in your cup for drops of the world because you are full to the brim with the love of Jesus. One of the guys actually said, he asked the room, who are you? If I were to ask you who you are, what would you say? Would you say your name? Would you say you're an athlete? Would you say you're a a woodsman? Would you say you're a lawyer? Would you say you're a doctor or a teacher? Or would you say, I am the daughter of the Most High King? I am the son of the Most High King. My identity first comes from who I am in Jesus Christ. And it's through Jesus that fills my cup, fills my worth, fills my identity, where there is no more room for anything else in my cup. Who would you say you are? If somebody asked you today, who are you? What would you say? Would your number one response be, I'm a child of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a perfect creation just as I am right now in this moment because God created me on purpose, for purpose. He knit me together in my mother's womb. He created me to be uniquely and perfectly me. There is nobody else out there like me. He chose me. God created the world in seven days. He took nine months to make you perfect, exactly how he wanted you, with every inch and tactic and everything that he wanted to use to put in you. He made you perfect in nine months it took him to make you. God doesn't make mistakes. 
He made you exactly how he wants you and he loves you and you are perfect in his eyes. And if you are searching for worth and identity and things of this world, you will never get that fulfillment except for the one who created you. Go to the well, go to Jesus Christ, ask him your worth, ask him who you are, start living for an audience of one and fill your cup. Because the beautiful thing is, once your cup is so full of Jesus Christ, it's overflowing with the love and acceptance of Christ. You are able to pour that love and acceptance into everyone around you. And the problem is we have a world of people walking around with droplets, trying to fill their own cup, drop by drop by drop by drop. And it's never enough. And then we don't have enough to give to the rest of the world. We don't have enough to pour into our husbands, our families, our friends, our workspaces. But if you go to the well and you let Jesus tell you who you are, you let Jesus love you, you let Jesus give you your worth, and you fill your cup up, you will have enough to go around. Who are you? Do you know who you are? Let's talk about clothing and brands, and the things that we put on the outside of us to try and help us feel good about our worth and our identity. I heard this from a pastor one time, and I thought it was so powerful. If you get your identity based on the things that you wear, you become a slave to the logo and the brand. Let me say that one more time. If you get your identity based on the things that you put on and you wear, Let's say it's Gucci or Prada or Champion. Champion was the example I used in this room full of kids. I held up a shirt and I said, if I only feel like a champion when I'm wearing a shirt that says I'm a champion, when I take it off, do I lose my worth? Do I lose my identity? If my identity is in my clothing, the car I drive, the clothes I wear, the house I have, the job that I have, the title at work, if my identity isn't any of those things, the moment I lose that, do I lose my identity? So my question to you is, are you holding your identity in one of those things? The clothes you wear, the car you drive, the house you have, the job you have, the family you have, the title that you have at work, the title that you have at church, the title that you have at home. Is your identity in one of those things? Because the minute that thing goes away, you will lose your identity. And the problem is when we put our identity in those things, we become a slave to that thing. We become a slave and that thing owns us because we have put our identity in things instead of the creator, the one who made us, the one who loves us, the one who perfectly knit us together the way he wanted us for a purpose. Do you know who you are? Let's talk about this. The people you surround yourself. What about your friends? What about the people that you have in your life? Do you know that you, they say you are the average of the five people that you hang out the most with. Now your identity comes from Christ and you can be firmly planted on firm foundation of Jesus Christ. But the people that you hang out with make a huge impact in your life. 
They say you are the average of the five people that you hang out with the most. So I want you to think about for a second, who are the five people that you spend the most time with? Are those people making you want to be a better person? Are those people firmly founded in Christ? Are those people, do they know who they are? Do they have qualities that you want to be like? Are those people that are helping bring you up and push you to be the person that you were created to be? Are those people that are holding you back and keeping you grounded and keeping you down on on a level and not helping you rise to the person that God created you to be? If you have people that are lifting you up and building you up and trying to help you be the best version of yourself, I want you to really think about it and look at those five people and figure out what are the qualities in those people that make you want to be better. Hey, this person never talks about anybody. This person is trustworthy. This person always shows up when I need them. This person is selfless and has a servant heart. What are the qualities in those people that you see that you want to reflect in your own life to help you become the best version of yourself? If you have a friend in your five and they are not something that you admire about them and that they make you want to be a better person, I would really think about, is that the type of person that you want to surround yourself with? Is that really the type of person that you want to have in your close-knit circle? We can have lots of friends, but I'm talking about the people that are like right there in your circle that you do life with because your identity will be formed based on the people that you spend the most time with. So I would really think about what kind of people are you spending your time with? Because do you know who you are? Do you know who you want to be? Do you know the person that Christ created you to be? And if you don't know that, I'm praying for you. Pray for God to show you. The one thing you can always ask God for is discernment and wisdom. If you ask God for wisdom in this area, he will give it to you. I promise. God needs to give us wisdom to form our identity. Because if we don't have wisdom to make these choices and to think about these things for ourselves, the enemy is using confusion and he will devour you and he will take you down so fast if you are confused about who you want to be. Do you want God's truth? Do you want God's wisdom? Do you want to be the person that God created you to be? Do you want to walk the path that God created you to to walk? Or do you want to be devoured and confused and taken down the wrong road by the enemy who is trying to steal, kill, and destroy your life. I'm going to tell you one more story. And this was amazing. You guys, some of these stories I'm telling you were coming from high school students, 15-year-olds, 18-year-olds. These were young kids that had so much power and wisdom because they know who they are. They are founded on the hard rock of Jesus Christ. They have built their life around Jesus Christ. And they had some powerful wisdom and stories to tell. And so I'm going to tell you this last story that one of these students said. And it was the story of the two farmers. And this was a true story. It's about an atheist who had a dream. And in his dream, he walked onto this big field. And on this field was a fence. On one side of the fence was a farm. On the other side of the fence was a farm. One farm was owned by the devil. And one farm was owned by God. And as he's walking along this fence, he's told to choose a side. Which field do you want to live on? Which field 
do you want to be on? And the enemy talked to him. God talked to him. And then they both disappeared. And this guy is sitting on the fence trying to figure out which side, which field he wants to go on. And as he's sitting there, he realized everybody disappears. And then all of a sudden, he sees the devil come back. And the devil goes, hey, we missed one. And he goes, well, no, no, you didn't miss one. I didn't choose your side. I haven't fully picked God's side yet, but I definitely didn't choose your side. He goes, I'm sitting on the fence trying to figure out who I want to be and what I want to do. And the devil goes, oh, didn't God tell you? I own the fence. If you don't pick sides, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know your identity, if you don't know your worth, and you do not know what team you want to be on, the devil owns the fence. The Bible says you're either hot or you're cold. You have a choice. You can either be hot and be on God's team. You can be cold and be on the enemy's team. But if you're lukewarm, God will spit you out of his mouth because the devil owns the fence. And if you keep walking the fence, and if you don't know who you are, I guarantee you the devil is right there waiting for you. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you want to be? Do you know what you stand for? Do you know what you believe in? Once you figure out your identity and you know exactly who you are, exactly who you want to be, and exactly what team you're on, it will change the whole trajectory of your entire life. 